could Kobe Brown actually transfer from Missouri? Well, Gabe DeArmond at Power Mizzou decided to throw that possibility out there last night, and, well, some diehard Mizzou fans are freaking out. Should they be? Well, let's talk about it right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. Thanks for making Locked on Mizzou your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including the SiriusXM app these days. And of course, we are part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And when it comes to my team, well, uh, unfortunately, there's a topic that I have to talk about here at the top. I feel like I would be a derelict Missouri podcast host if I didn't at least talk about what seemingly every Missouri fan that I talk to is talking about. And it's Kobe Brown and the possibility that he enters the transfer portal. And and I'll be honest with all of you, I don't really even want to be talking about this because I think the possibilities of this are pretty remote. So why am I talking about this? Well, as I as I pointed out earlier, Gabe DeArmond over at Power Mizzou, he threw this out there on his message board just yesterday afternoon, in fact, at 3.23 p.m. Just so I'm not accused of taking this out of context, allow me to read this here for you really quickly. So Gabe says on his message board at Power Mizzou, I don't think this will happen, but... I also don't want you guys to be completely blindsided in case it does. I've had three to four people in the last week reach out and ask if I'm hearing that Kobe Brown could enter the portal. These are people that cover other SEC schools. I can absolutely tell you there are schools that have back-channeled to try to convince Kobe to enter the portal. The same thing happened last year. Everything he says is that he loves Missouri. I believe If he plays college basketball next year, it will be Missouri. But there are definitely people trying, and I'm hearing figures thrown around up to a million. Is that true? I don't know. I think a lot of numbers that are being thrown around for NIL are fictitious, but whatever. And then at this point, Gabe DeArmond throws out a tweet from some person named Me Man Boy on Twitter who Gabe says is, quote, supposedly a Kentucky insider. Well, me, man boy, whoever the F that is, says there is a high likelihood that Kobe Brown will enter the transfer portal. If that happens, expect Kentucky to be in contact quickly with a strong push to land him at UK. Okay, so here's what we have so far. We have three to four people who cover SEC basketball asking Gabe DeArmond, about the possibility. And we have some faceless person who is supposedly a Kentucky insider, as Gabe put it, named Me Man Boy, insisting that Kentucky is going to be a big player for Kobe Brown. Okay, that's what we started a post about. You see, this is why I'm a little bit annoyed right now with Gabe and, frankly, everybody in the seven pages of comments now under this post 
Really, people are freaking out about this this much. To me, it just seems incredibly hard to believe because if what Gabe says here is true, that, hey, figures are being thrown around here up to a million dollars, well, I'm pretty sure Missouri can maybe not go up to a million dollars for name, image, and likeness. I bet they can go half that, though. Maybe even three quarters of a million bucks. I don't know. My point is, if the difference between Kobe coming back to Missouri and going to Kentucky or Alabama or North Carolina, which Gabe just throws out some of those names too. I just find it hard to believe that he wouldn't just go to the NBA, by the way. And speaking of the NBA possibility, well, speaking of guys, more speaking of, speaking of guys who actually cover the SEC, well, a guy with an actual face and a real reputation Kyle Tucker, who used to be the host of Locked On Kentucky a few years ago, well, now he's at The Athletic, has covered the Wildcats for years. He mentioned the Kobe Brown rumors yesterday, and he said, well, everybody he talks to thinks Kobe's going to the NBA. So this is probably all much ado about nothing. And in reality, again, if the difference is $300,000, maybe even a half a million bucks, yeah, that's a lot of money, obviously, to anybody to anybody, that's a lot of money who has never played in the NBA, for instance. But if that's the difference, I just can't see that that keeps Kobe Brown out of the NBA. That just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. To me, none of this adds up. And then on top of all that, there's just no real evidence that Kobe Brown would want to leave Missouri. Again, I think a, peop- a lot of people are making a lot of assumptions here as far as Mizzou fans go, as far as Kentucky fans go. Listen, I'm sure there is a difference between what Kentucky is offering and, and North Carolina, Alabama, whoever it might be in terms of name, image, and likeness than Missouri. I've talked a lot about the last couple weeks how I'm starting to get a little bit concerned that Mizzou's behind the eight ball on this particular topic, that they're a little bit behind the curve, I guess I should say. Forget about the pool analogy. Let's stick with the with the math analogy instead. But regardless, I, I think it's obvious That yes, I'm sure Kobe Brown is listening to people, right? I'm sure John Calipari has back-channeled and tried to say, hey, any interest in coming to Kentucky if the NBA thing doesn't work out? And honestly, if that's happening, and let's say Kobe Brown comes back to Mizzou next season, well, guess what? Absolutely no one will care whatsoever if he was having these types of discussions, Think about like Kobe Kobe Bryant, by the way, his big hero who played for the Los Angeles Lakers his entire career. Well, he almost went to Chicago. People forget this. Kobe basically demanded a trade at one point that ultimately fell through. Things worked out between Kobe Bryant and the Lakers, and guess what? Hardly anybody remembers that. But if Kobe Brown, if he were to actually leave and go to a rival SEC school, I mean, my goodness, if that actually happened, that's the biggest gut punch as a Missouri basketball fan in, I I honestly can't even think of when. Really, Jonte Porter blowing out his knee in the preseason was about as bad as it gets. Certainly, that would be the most unique gut punch in Missouri history because other than, I don't know, recently Trevin Brazil and... Travis Ford 30 years ago, what significant players have left Missouri to go on to sort of greener pastures? It just hasn't really happened all that much. Now, granted, I get it. It's a new world and yay power player empowerment and all that good stuff. But frankly, that type that just that even that possibility that was thrown out yesterday 
just went right up the old Tuckus sideways for me. If that's where we're going in college basketball, I mean, that would be the truly the biggest heartbreaker I can even think of as a Missouri basketball fan. But I will say I agree with Gabe on one thing. The possibilities of that happening to me seem extremely low. I think if Kobe comes back next year, it'll be at Missouri. But at this moment, I got to agree with Kyle Tucker. I think Kobe's probably NBA bound at this point. And you know what? With or without Kobe Brown next season, I think this Missouri basketball team has a lot of strengths, a lot of obvious strengths that I think some people are underrating. So let's talk about the potential of the 23-24 team with and without Kobe Brown. But first, I want to tell you about Built Bar, because if you're looking for a delicious snack, but don't want all the sugar and calories that you're going to find in your typical gas station checkout aisle, well, you got to go with the best tasting protein bar ever. That's Built Bar. You got to try this, folks. And again, if you're like me and you're trying to make some relatively healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste, well, Built Bars are incredible. They're low in calories, low in sugar, high in protein, and they're also covered in 100% real chocolate. So if you're also like me and you like Anything coconut, I think those are the best varieties. But regardless of what you're into, you got to check them out at Built.com for all the varieties. Or just head to Walmart and Sam's Club. They have them there as well. And Sam's, you can get a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter puff and churro puff. And you know what? Go there and you can thank me later. Thanks for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen every day. Every day or stay tuned. I just fired off an email to the sports information director over at Campbell. So we're going to solve this Ricky Clemens mystery one way or the other. Is the former Campbell guard the son of Ricky Clemens, the former Missouri basketball player? Again, I'm going to find this out one way or the other. I must satiate my curiosity. But you know what? Let me just read just a little bit more of what Gabe wrote in his in his premium message board piece here. And I stress that because normally I wouldn't be sharing this much of one of Gabe's premium posts. But I got to be honest, not, exo- not a lot of real information here. As Gabe says in his last sentence here, I said, he says, but I've had enough people ask about it being the Kobe Brown situation that I think it's at least worth passing on. So you guys... On to you guys, excuse me, so on the chance that it happens, we aren't flooded with a bunch of, how are you so caught off guard by this? So it seems most of this is just Gabe kind of covering his bases, wanting to let people know that, well, there's people asking me about it, and there's one guy, there's one rando on Twitter with a thousand followers who's tweeting about it. So apparently this was good enough. We we can have an argument about whether that should have should have should have garnered an actual premium message board post or not. But regardless, the reality is it's out there. And I think, again, to me, the thing is, regardless, I think this is overblown because I think Kobe Brown's going to the NBA anyway. That's just the feeling that I'm getting from all the people that I talk to and, frankly, just logical deduction. But, so, this 23-24 team, next year's Missouri basketball squad, to me has a lot of obvious strengths that may actually be similar 
to this past year's team, except even a little bit better in terms of ball handling, in terms of outside shooting, maybe in terms of playmaking from the perimeter. But obviously, the 23-24 team, if they were to have Kobe Brown on the roster, well, it's going to be better. The ceiling for that team goes way up. But I really think on paper, this is still an NCAA tournament team. It seems like there's this idea that, well, because Dennis Gates has finished second to maybe two or three guys out there in the transfer portal, that somehow this is all a disaster. But you get you ended up getting really, really good shooters. Caleb Grill from Iowa State, John Tanjay from Colorado State, Kurt Lewis, the junior college transfer, other names I'm sure I'm forgetting about. We haven't even gotten to the freshman class yet. So to me, You've got Nick Honor coming back. You've got Sean East back. You've kind of got ball handling covered. I think Isaiah Mosley, assuming he comes back, he can do both of those things, right? He can be your lead ball handler at times, a secondary ball handler, certainly, and no doubt he can be a go-to scorer, a guy you can throw the ball to at the end of the shot clock and make something happen. So to me, in a lot of ways, this has the makeup of last year's Missouri basketball team, but maybe even a little bit better in terms of shooting. Of course, what they're missing is a forward that can do it all. Now, Noah Carter is sort of, in a way, is, was almost a, a poor man's version of Kobe Brown last year. That sounds insulting maybe to some people. It's not meant to be at all. I'm saying, actually, I like Noah Carter a lot is what I'm trying to say because I love a forward who is versatile and can move around all over the court. Well, I think Missouri has some of those guys. Not just Noah Carter, but I think inexperienced Aiden Shaw. Sure, just one season. You're talking some some of the freshmen. Who knows what kind of length and athleticism and skill sets they're going to be able to bring to the table. But certainly some intriguing top 100 type guys there, for sure. But to me... Really, the season, a lot of it, the upside, certainly the ceiling of this team is going to hinge on Aiden Shaw. I really think that he's going to have a big sophomore season and how well he plays next season, well, it's going to have a big impact on Missouri. He's a guy that, while certainly a lot has been made of how skinny he is, number one, well, he's going to be a much better athlete than what we saw at the five position for the most part last year a guy who can play above the rim on both ends of the court a guy who's potentially a true rim protector maybe not the type of rebounder that you would ideally want but I think the things that Aiden Shaw brings to the table are every bit as critical as the rebounding element and frankly from what I saw from Shaw last year while obviously he had a lot of things to work on as a true freshman the effort was always there from my eyes. I liked how hard he played, and to me, all of those things, his attitude, just the type of guy he seems to be, I think that's all leading toward him having a breakout sophomore campaign. So, again, obviously Missouri, in a perfect world, we get Kobe Brown back, but even if he doesn't come back, as I suspect at this point, I'm still expecting this team to make the NCAA tournament next year. I really do. And coming up, some breaking news here on the podcast. Jimmy Bell, the former West Virginia player, entered the transfer portal, was set to visit Mizzou today. Well, things changed. Let's talk about Jimmy Bell after these quick words. Well, I probably would have brought this up earlier had I known this news was going to break, but Jimmy Bell 
has committed to Mississippi State. So once again, the Ricky Bobby rule is in effect here for Dennis Gates. Another second place that means, well, frankly, absolutely nothing in the short term. But long term, I still feel like, hey, Dennis Gates, he's in there on a lot of guys. I like a lot of the guys he's gotten this year, by the way. Certainly disappointed. Matthew Cleveland didn't work out, even more so in my opinion, was definitely disappointed that Caden Shedrick, the former Virginia Cavalier, that we didn't get that big man services. But you know what? Jimmy Bell seemed like a solid option at this point, but I'm not as, you know, I'm not a skies falling guy in this particular case either, because while Bell certainly was a really strong rebounder statistically, one of the best offensive rebounders in the country last season. I don't know that he's the perfect fit for what Dennis Gates is trying to do. I just spent a decent amount of time in my last segment talking about how I like forwards, big guys who can move around the court, are versatile, can do different things. Well, that's not really Jimmy Bell. Maybe he would have fit nicely with Missouri. Maybe not, but I don't know. Personally, I just feel like rebounders in general are, are a lot, lot easier to find than your skilled Noah Carter, Kobe Brown type forward so while this is a bit of a loss a bit of a miss I, I just don't feel like this is a backbreaker for Dennis Gates and company by any stretch of the imagination but speaking of transfers that aren't really a backbreaker in my opinion Arden Walker ends up at Colorado the former Missouri edge rusher played a little bit last season was certainly going to be part of the rotation this year so not ideal for Missouri but you know, the thing is with Colorado and Coach Prime, I have to admit, I am at least fascinated by how this thing goes at Colorado. You know, it's not a big surprise that at Jackson State, at the, you know, the historically black co colleges and universities, that level of football, that Deion Sanders could make a big splash. But, you know, even bigger than big, the fact that he was able to take you know, a number one player in the country, Travis Hunter type guy, and have him play at the lower level, now following him to Colorado, of course, it does show a definite cult of personality that Deion Sanders has, which in some ways is a little bit surprising because, well, the guys that are teenagers these days, surely they aren't old enough to remember Deion Sanders in his prime. But I guess TikTok and YouTube, those, those punt return clips, those interceptions play well with the short attention span crew. Not that Dion wasn't an amazing corner. Don't get me wrong. But here's the thing about Colorado. I am very interested to see how this goes. I really am. Not sure if it's going to succeed, but I'm fascinated. No doubt about that. But if you're like me, do you want it to succeed? No, I don't want this to succeed at all. And it doesn't actually have anything to do with Dion Sanders no, it has everything to do with my inner child that still holds resentment toward the Colorado Buffaloes. Not just for the fifth down game, of course, which is maybe my earliest sports memory, but also, you know, Colorado beat us up for a long time in football. Let's be honest. I still remember winning at Folsom Field, I believe in 97, Larry Smith, that squad, a thrilling victory, mostly because, hey, it represented a step forward for the program, Missouri's first bowl in 14 years at that point. Also, just to beat Colorado, a, a big-time program, a national champion a few years ago, obviously, during that fifth down season. So, yeah, I don't really ever want to see Colorado be good again. Even though they're not in our conference anymore, eh, 
my inner child once again just still holds some resentment toward the buffs. But you know what? With all that being said, thanks for joining me here on Locked on Mizzou. I hopefully your inner child has enjoyed this show because I think that's mostly why we're all here, right? We got into this stuff as kids, and it's a dick an addiction that we just can't quite kick. But hey, hopefully, again, hopefully I'll have some answers for you on this Ricky Clemens mystery next time for you everydayers right here on Locked On Mizzou.